Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday, and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Freedom comes from awareness. In this podcast, Eckhart answers questions from an audience in Hawaii. A man asks if we actually have free will. Eckhart explains we won't experience free will while living on the level of ego because we're conditioned by the past. He believes until we transcend our past, we are at the mercy of our unconscious patterns. A woman who's a therapist and works with trauma survivors asks how to deal with her resentment at God for the abuse her clients suffer. She questions how can God allow such awful things to happen. Eckhart says this view of God is actually a misconception. He goes on to explain that humans are in the process of awakening and suffering is part of our evolution. Let's see if there are any any questions. Uh, Hopefully not a question like, what is the meaning of the universe? Uh, Or... What did you have for breakfast? Or are you in telepathic contact with Ashtar, commander of the galactic fleet? (laughs) I'm not allowed to choose anybody here, but... Hello, Hello. Thank you to you and Kim and your whole team for this experience. Something that's been really helpful for me First, as a concept, when I was in college, took a philosophy course, was the idea that there's no free will at the deepest sense, meaning we're not ultimately responsible for our actions in the sense that everything is cause and effect in this universe. It's all connected. I didn't choose my brain, and ultimately I don't choose the thoughts that arise because I am who I am in every moment based on the universal impulse and my ingredients as a, as a human being. And, a, and then over the last couple of years, I've experienced that through meditation, the arising of thoughts. And now I, I feel like it's a self-evident truth. Right. So I've Googled Eckhart Tolle free will. I've looked for it. I've tried to find your thoughts on it. So I'm wondering what your ideas are on, on oh. free will. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, wonderful question. I'm surprised there's nothing on Google about Eckhart and free will, but maybe I I haven't said anything about it. So here we go. (laughs) As you know, it's it's an eternal 
ancient philosophical question, and there's never been a definitive answer that everybody would agree with in that sense. So, okay, let's start from on one level, and then we go on to the next level. On the, on the level of egoic unconsciousness, where you, you are a conditioned entity, your, your mental, emotional makeup is totally conditioned by the past, and you are completely identified with the conditioning of your, of your mind in that state that, spiritually speaking, is the unconscious state. It is obvious that in that state there is no freedom at all because you are forced to act out the unconscious conditioning of your mind with which you are completely identified. So I think most people would probably agree if you understand that on that level uh, there is no possibility of freedom. Your actions are determined by your conditioned mind. You are forced to act as you do because there is no choice because choice would imply some awareness. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at So on that level, there's certainly no freedom. Then awareness comes in. The human being begins to awaken. Then it appears, I'm not saying it is the case, it appears that then freedom begins to be a possibility because you can choose to step out of the conditioning of your mind you can recognize a conditioned thought and you are no longer compelled to act it out because there is an awareness there. You can choose a certain course of action, not, not from the conditioning of your mind, but from the, the, the presence. So you can act and you have much more freedom that before you could not have. Freedom comes with awareness. So it's then relative to the unconscious state, there is now freedom to act. But if you look more deeply even there, even there on that level, you are connected with the totality of consciousness. You're only an expression of the totality of consciousness. You are not really a separate entity. Was it Alan Watts who said you are in the same way that the, the wave is something that the ocean is doing, 
you are something that the whole universe is doing in the same way. So the wave is something the ocean is doing, you are something that the universe is doing. So although it appears from a certain relative to the previous state of unconsciousness, there is freedom, and relative to that there is freedom. But then if you look more deeply into that, you realize that even there, one cannot say that you are choosing this, you are an expression of consciousness, and consciousness, one could say, is choosing, and you think you are doing it. Sometimes people ask me, can you choose to be present? And in, from one perspective, you can choose to be present. From another perspective, uh, one could say that the presence chooses you. It chooses to become present through you. Depends how you look at it. Uh, so in ultimate terms, or in relative terms, there is freedom relative to the unconscious state when you become more conscious. But even there, it's only relative to the unconscious state. Even there, there is no, not absolute freedom because you do not exist as an independent entity. You are part of the web of interconnectedness that is the whole universe. So in that sense, there is no freedom of choice of the individual because ultimately there is no individual. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Just want to add one more thing to that, uh, because you mentioned um, everybody's doing their best and so on, and I agreed that uh, nobody can act beyond their level of consciousness. A, qu a question that may arise, though, is responsibility and punishment, because if the criminal or whoever the perpetrator is not responsible because they are totally in the grip of their conditioning, does that mean then that the perpetrator is not responsible for what they do? And it does seem to be the case, a very unconscious person, in that sense, is not responsible for what they do. Now, does that mean we, we must not punish this person because he c couldn't help it. Now, that's a difficult point. There is a destiny for human beings. Human beings are meant to move out of the unconscious state. And if they are not moving out of the unconscious state, um, they create suffering and they will have to suffer the consequences of their unconsciousness, which eventually awakens them. So when humans suffer the consequences of their unconsciousness, eventually leads to suffering, and then there is a possibility of awakening. So although they may not be conscious of what they do, it doesn't don't mean that karmic retribution on that level does not operate. Punishment is necessary, and sometimes it could be at the hands of the law or the judicial system. First of all, other humans need to be protected from them, so they need me to be put away. And although they are not, they may not be responsible, but they will have to suffer the consequences of their unconsciousness. And by suffering the consequences of their unconsciousness, there is a possibility of awakening. I've had contact with quite a few people from who are imprisoned, and they have written to me and 
they have experienced an awakening in prison. They suffered the consequences of their unconsciousness and that led to an awakening. Aloha. Aloha. So my question is about, okay, clairvoyance, uh, psychic mediums, people that have like the ability to contact and have these spirits from this other dimension come in, near-death experiences. If you, if we are all able to access this unlimited realm of consciousness, have you ever been able to have that experience? Uh, to be aware of p p spirit presences, you mean, perhaps, you mean? Uh... Yeah, and like, for, for one example I have is a, a friend that I know, she has this uncanny ability. She was helping the police find one of her friend's husband who had mysteriously disappeared and he was in the attic. She kept saying he's up in the attic. The cops went up there, he wasn't there. Six months later there was like this dripping. Yeah, it was him, he was up there, he was dead. And she just knew. How would she know that? She's in Florida and they were in like Connecticut. So this knowing of things like this, nature, like yes. ghosts, spirits, yes. reincarnated people that pass on and they communicate from that realm. What, what is your uh, right. take on that? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> when I was young, a long time ago, I had some interest in that and I experimented a little bit with that and I had a little bit of um, experience with presences. But when I went through my awakening, I lost interest in that. My focus was not on that. Although I have come into contact with quite a few people who, um, over the years, who channel spirits and spirit presences. And um, I've spoken to and looked at what is being channeled. The important question is, these presences are also just mani manifestations of the one consciousness, obviously. So whatever you contact, and even if you contact extraterrestrials, they will be manifestation of the one consciousness. So ultimately, there's nothing alien in this world. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. So my message to you then is simply don't seek it out, but when it does appear, look at it, um, use your discernment to see whether there's genuine wisdom there 
but primarily look to yourself, to allow consciousness to use you and find the wisdom that is already in you so that it can come forth. Thank you. Hello. Hello. My question for today, I'd like to phrase it using a metaphor that you used. You mentioned the story of a man who had just had dinner and had walked around asking if there was a chef. And I loved that metaphor. I wrote it down. So I have some questions for the chef. Okay. So I've been a mental health therapist for almost 10 years. I've specialized working specifically with survivors of sexual trauma, survivors of very severe and complex trauma. In my clinical career, I've worked with women, men, children who've been raped by fathers, mothers, siblings, multiple times. I've also worked with different individuals who have been permanently mutilated by the violence, the physical violence done onto them. So that's me as a professional in in the healing and also in my personal life. My grandmother, she was murdered by her husband, shot nine times in front of all of her children to see and my mother became an alcoholic at age seven due to the trauma and so surprisingly i'm a very charming calm person um (laughs) i love what i do i love healing people i love helping people so sometimes though i feel a little bit hopeless for them at times because of all of the pain and suffering they've gone through And I get very upset sometimes. I think if there is a chef that's making the dinner that we're eating, well, why did that person get like a horrible plate? And I have a little bit of resentment, if I'm honest, as a person. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, what you are saying seems to be justified, the question is justified seemingly and if you feel a little bit of resentment towards the chef that's also justified and of course traditionally this is used as an argument by many people to prove that actually there is no chef. People who say, if there were a God, then how would he possibly allow this amount of suffering to happen? And people say, if I were a God, I would not allow this to happen, obviously. And therefore, I'm morally superior to any god, if there is a god, obviously, my morals are much higher than this god's morals, which probably means there is no god. Or if there is a god, it's a malevolent being, they say. There was the, in early Christian times and pre-Christian times, there was a sect, a religious sect called the Gnostics, 
G-N-O, Gnostics, 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 you don't pronounce the G, the Gnostics, uh, they were interested in two things, direct knowledge of the divine through inner realization, but they also had a strange belief, and they had the belief that the entire world was created by a malevolent inferior God, not the real God. And they, they had ample opportunity to, to prove because they pointed all the dreadful things that were happening in the world, look at the children suffering, look at this. So they came to the conclusion that this world was a product, were created by a malevolent God, and uh, they completely rejected this world. And that, I believe, was not a wise conclusion, although there's a lot to be said for the Gnostics otherwise. So the argument then goes, if there were God, he could not possibly allow these things to happen. Therefore, it proves that we live in a random universe where things just happen randomly to people. That would be one possible conclusion. The other possible conclusion would be what the Gnostics said, and related to that, the Gnostics' conclusion would be to say there is also a devil in this world, the antagonist of God, and that this devil is creating all this suffering, and the devil is the, this is a traditional Christian, the devil is the antagonist of God and is making humans suffer and doing all this. So you have all these possible interpretations or conclusions, none of which I believe are actually correct. The starting point is the assumption, what I would say is the erroneous starting point is the assumption that there, there is a God that is a controlling figure that controls events from somewhere and um, makes things happen or allows things to happen that he could prevent. So he is omnipotent, so either he uses his omnipotence to torture people, or he doesn't use his omnipotence and just let things go. Either case, not a very desirable God. So the, the traditional argument actually for the non-existence of God is this: all the suffering in the world. That's the traditional. But the departure of this is, in my view, a misconception of what God is. To see God as a, a power figure, that a control, a controlling entity, I would suggest that is a wrong way of understanding what God actually means. As an alternative suggestion, I would say that we live in an awakening universe and what awakens within us slowly is the consciousness which, which is divine. God consciousness slowly awakens in us closer to uh, what God is relative to humans is Jesus on the cross. Jesus on the cross is an image of human suffering even if you're not a Christian, you can probably understand that Jesus can, could be regarded as an archetypal human. Jesus embodies the suffering humanity, represents every suffering human. 
that is a gets us a little bit closer to the reality of God than think there is one power figure somewhere who, who is not doing what he should be doing. So God has incarnated into the human and the human is in the process of awakening and the, the suffering of humanity is part of the birth pangs of the, the awakening consciousness. Every suffering human is living the, the suffering of, of Christ on the cross also. Every, every human is Jesus on the cross, the suffering human entity. And the suffering is the, what is, so one could say then that almost, that, that God is suffering in every human in that sense, when God is not yet fully expressed in this world. God himself is suffering in every human in human being in this dimension as it slowly, slowly comes more fully into this dimension. And this is an, a process or a birth process. There's actually a line in the Bible that speaks of by St. Paul that the entire world is going through the pains of birth. The entire world is, is groaning as if in childbirth, that's the and the, that's what Saint Paul says in one of his letters. The suffering is the gradual birthing of the divine in in this world. So in in every human, one could say there is Jesus suffering. There is not a controlling entity as such, because. Uh, God does not exist in space or time somewhere and, and look, looks upon this world. The consciousness that is the essence of who you are is the emanation of God. And in, in this dimension, there is a gradual awakening out of unconsciousness. And the awakening process can be very painful for many humans until they realize their true essence, and that is the the way out of the suffering th that is you describe that many humans have been through. There is the possibility for the suffering to to lead to a deeper realization of that in every human that's beyond suffering. There's a deep essence in every human that actually cannot be touched by suffering, but that may, may be heavily obscured by layers of intense suffering. If you can awaken that deep essence where the, that is in every human, then that would be uh, the redemption from, from suffering. Christianity, of course, is where the central image of Christianity is an image of suffering. And that's, that makes more sense than to say there is some omnipotent God who could prevent it. And traditionally, by the way, Buddha also talks about the central teaching of the Buddha is suffering. He speaks of the ever-present human suffering, many degrees of suffering. I teach suffering and the end of suffering, said the Buddha. The image of, central image of Christianity is Jesus on the cross, is the, the suffering human. They say in Christianity that um, you have to believe in Jesus to be saved. That never made much sense to me. 
what would make sense to me, and perhaps the belief is a misinterpretation, what would make sense to me is to say, if you identify with Jesus, if you can identify with his, if your suffering is, is the same as Jesus' suffering, if you identify with Jesus, they, that can lead to a redemption because Jesus is, becomes the archetype of suffering. And if, if you can feel that you are suffering for and with Jesus, then that takes it into a transpersonal realm and you can come to an acceptance of what has happened, a deep acceptance of what has happened, and that acceptance then can free you from the burden of the emotional and mental memory of the suffering and something else can then emerge from within you. So these are uh, complex things, but the, the, main, the main thing is that um, I do not see, I don't, it is uh, advisable to see God as a controlling figure that is not doing what he should be doing. That is the main thing. So suffering, there is, suffering is part of the human condition, some much more acutely than others, that is true. Uh, but every human being has their share of suffering. Sooner or later it will come to, every, to everyone. And that is only one incarnation of the, the suffering human. As I see it, the human will then re-emerge again in a different form and will most likely, if not in this lifetime, will in the next lifetime be able to come much more quickly to an awakening. I know it from my own. If I had not suffered in my childhood, it wasn't as extreme as what you describe, but to, to live in a very dysfunctional household where there's constant conflict and screaming and shouting for a little sensitive child is... Uh, horrible and so relative to the suffering that you describe if perhaps it's not that much but to me it was a lot of suffering and retrospectively I know that that has been uh, ultimately a necessary part of my awaken eventual awakening so that's how it is and then we can come to an ex an acceptance of the suffering and ultimately a transcendence of the suffering. That's all. One could talk about it for much longer, but that's, it's just a steering you in, the, in a direction that I think is more helpful than, than thinking of a God, God that's not doing what he should be doing. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey. And you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 